0: Welcome to System Mastery, the podcast where we somewhat politely advise a future dead horse, 1d6 suggestions at a time. That's right. We're taking on the hottest topic in role playing games of like three weeks ago, the Marvel Multiverse Role Playing Game, the fourth in a historically silly series of licensed Marvel RPGs. This is a little new for us. I'm sure you're used to the fact that we mostly review older and deader games, but we figured it says right on there that they want to hear what people think of it. And we sort of count as people. So maybe we could finally use our powers of snarky analysis for good. So hey, is it an MCU-level success? Or a new universe-level fiasco? Will anyone get that reference? And what can be done to improve it? And by it, I mean the game and not my reference. So let's make ours marvel on today's System Mastery. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to System Mastery, the podcast where we beat a dead horse or whatever it is. I'm
1: Jeff, and that's John.
0: And, uh, John, how are you? Um,
1: you know, personally, physically, currently, I'm doing Mm -hmm. okay. But I am, of course, coming to you live, uh, from my solitary confinement.
0: Yeah, no, you, uh, you're living in a COVID house now. And, uh, well, I, I didn't want to, uh, You know, specifically name and shame anybody who in either of our houses might have some COVID at the moment, Uh, it luckily, thankfully isn't either of us.
1: No. uh, Uh,
0: But not really thankfully, because the person who has it is like, you know, a little kid. So that's sad.
1: I mean, the one nice thing is that at least, like, he has zero symptoms. He is not sick at all. Yeah. Uh,
0: Yeah, that is nice.
1: It's super, super good. I'm very glad that it's not messing his absolute shit up i mean it was his birthday yesterday it's very sad i couldn't even It's terrible
0: like fifth birthday which means that just dodge the window to get a friggin uh vaccine because the five is I, i believe the current you can't have one
1: uh five is when you can start getting one
0: exactly so that's just that's just a sad time
1: yeah and it's i mean i had to like put a mask on and like hand off a present to give to him. I couldn't even give him, like, a hug or nothing. It's just yeah. real sad. I'm going to miss yeah, Mother's s- Day this weekend, my grandmother's birthday. Everything has gone to shit. But me, personally, I'm great! Well, good. I'm glad to hear it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, we are back to remote recording, which I do not like. I, I'm, we're trying a new recording setup on my end, because... I mean, anybody who's been listening to us for a while can remember the pandemic years and how I sounded like I was the 10th caller.
1: Oh, yeah. No, you 100%. Whatever the yeah. soundboard we had there was, man, it just really dumped your voice.
0: Yeah. No, it sounded like I was a long-time listener, first-time caller, and I had some serious opinions about the Broncos and their chances this year. <laughs> uh, I And I hated it. So this time, I, I just took a chunk of some of the money from our uh, our, our recent royalty statements for the, the cocktail book, which, by the way, still in stores. Go purchase our fine cocktail guide and our new cookbook whenever convenient to you, uh, and just bought a fucking Zoom, like a good travel podcast recording thing. Yeah. So that's what we're trying this time, and it's still a little sensitive on the mic. I'm, I'm having to stand about a foot away from my microphone right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take some work. I got the thing like an hour ago.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it'll take some getting used to. And honestly, I, so because we're doing the Marvel playtest, I also feel like, I mean, we decided this beforehand, or at least honestly, I decided it. I was reading this on- I'm going
0: along with you on this one. That is yeah. right.
1: I was reading this on the plane to DC when I was going to go visit my family a couple weeks ago and was like, oh my God, I, I absolutely need to talk about this. But well, I think it's, it's fortuitous honestly that we were doing this at the time when all this is happening because mm-hmm. honestly having <laughs> playtest rules to go over when we're basically playtesting our new mic setup and having to <laughs> fucking do remote shit it's great they're sloppy we're sloppy the whole thing makes sense
0: yeah so just to be uh, just to be clear on that yes we are reviewing the marvel multiversal role playing game playtest rulebook by matt forbeck uh, I know this is way outside the bounds of our usual show. We we normally try to do stuff that's significantly out of print so we don't hurt any sales, but come on, it's Marvel. We can't, we can't hurt them.
1: Oh, yeah. And the thing is, it- this is still playtest rules, so mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I don't feel bad for talking about this. I mean, one, that's what the playtests are for, are to be like, hey, that's this true. is messed up. This is messed up. You got to fix this. But also, they're charging goddamn $10 for a playtest rules where (laughs) I was like, fuck you. If you're going to charge me money, I'm going to treat this like a product anyway.
0: So the first thing that I wanted to note, uh, I already mentioned his name, the author of this one. Uh, That's Matt Forbeck, who we are not strangers to. We've reviewed one of his books before. Uh, Mm. And that would be another superhero book as well. Uh, 1999's Brave New World. I don't remember how much you remember about that one.
1: I mean a but, little 23 bit 23
0: year old book now. But yeah, it, it was I, it's funny in the uh, in the document uh, like the first kind of sending out an interview with him to be like how did you get this project? What are your bona fides? and so on? He mentioned uh, Brave New World as a rules light game that he came out with early on. Lol. And I think that's a fascinating definition of rules light.
1: <laughs> I would love <laughs> to know what certain people believe is rules light and what isn't.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's for some people, it must just be like Phoenix command and below that's rules light. Anything above that, that's too many rules. You gotta, you gotta slow down. (laughs) Uh, but I, I just thought that's worth mentioning that this is a guy who's been around for quite a long time. He's an, he's a, uh, an industry hanger on who, who, uh, basically just gets these jobs by being dependable, reliable, and getting his name out there efficiently. So good Mm -hmm. for him. Uh, and also, yeah, because it's a play test, uh, we I, I had initially planned to not be especially harsh with this because I wanted to kind of be constructive. Hey, maybe this guy wants to listen to this. He did specifically request as much feedback as possible.
1: Yeah. And uh, this And Hey, then, hour of feedback.
0: <laughs> Here comes an hour of feedback. But then I made a character for it and I got real angry.
1: It's, it's one of those things where you can be, you know, in our position and go, oh, I'll be friendly. And then the second mm. you touch it and you come across some infuriating shit, you're like, oh, god damn it. Fuck you. Yeah, like I would
0: say, the first thing I started to encounter on reading this book was that I felt like I had purchased a book of hastily assembled rules specifically for the playtest. As yeah. in, like, this was this was not ready to be a playtest, and half of this was written pretty much for the play? You know how sometimes you see a movie trailer, and there's, like, 80% of that shit isn't in the movie?
1: Oh, yeah. No, that that's was definitely a like. trailer shot as a trailer.
0: Yes, yeah, that's... That's kind of the impression that I'm getting here. This really feels like it wasn't written with anything beyond this in mind.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, the one big thing I've took away reading this playtest is I was like, even when the rules made sense and were good, it still felt like they were working backwards from where they wanted to be, trying to get the rules to work backwards from there. So it's like, oh... Uh, we need to work 616 into this. All right, how do I make the dice rules work for that? And like, Part of okay, me wonders well. if the
0: 616 thing wasn't how he, he managed to land the pitch. Where he <laughs> was like, I have a great idea that uses dice and references a Marvel thing. And the people at Marvel were like, ooh, he knows a Marvel thing. He Which knows about I got a
1: Marvel was- thing.
0: That's gotta become an increasingly less valuable commodity over time, right? Like, oh, of course. now, now everybody knows who, like, Wong is. We've entered an era where all, even the deepest cuts of Marvel are, like, well understood by everybody. Ah. The only people left who don't understand things about Marvel are people with a movie review to write and a deadline. Cause they'll <laughs> suddenly be like, well, I don't really have a strong opinion about Doctor Strange. How do I, how do I get this movie review written? I know, I'll complain about the concept of the cinematic universe. <laughs> You know, for like six paragraphs. And then I'll be like, also, uh, uh, uh you know, America Chavez is in this one. Okay, D-minus, bye. <laughs> I don't um, know what a multiverse is. How come this didn't reference into the Spider-Verse? I don't want to have to watch WandaVision, even though I did.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> Fucking people and their anger at the Marvel movies. I don't, it doesn't matter. It's a... I,
0: It's off topic. I'm just padding. I I apologize. Uh, So why don't we talk about that dice mechanic? Because I think that's definitely the first thing that draws your attention when you look through this book.
1: Of course, when you see that you're like, oh, it's a D616 system. And, you know, obviously for people that are old hat at role playing, when you see D616, you're like, oh, you want me to get a thing with a 616 result? (laughs) <laughs> table or something.
0: <laughs> I mean, I never had that impression. I always assumed it was going to be a gimmicky collection of D6s because that's just the easiest thing to write. Uh, but I have seen the joke a lot on forums and so on to people saying, oh, what do you need? A 616-sided die? What even is that?
1: Oh, yeah. I was like, well, you roll the 6 D100s and 2 D8s. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that'll get you there.
1: <laughs> the Honestly, the, the base rolling mechanic in this. I mean, spoiler alert might just be my favorite thing in this because it's a 3D6-based system. Uh You mm-hmm. are trying to, you know, roll over a difficulty and you get your roll plus whatever, your stat. Now, yes. and for... a
0: modifier that you'll get from your rank system. We'll get to
1: that. Yeah, but the one special thing is that they have... Uh one of the dice is the Marvel die, and the mm-hmm. one's face on the Marvel die counts as a six. So yes. at least one of your dice is a two, three, four, five, six, six result, which means mm-hmm. I like that for feeling more powerful, for just skewing the curve that much higher. You know you're a superhero, you should be able to do that.
0: Uh, And more important, or not more importantly, but as importantly, the six that is the one, so the Marvel face, is like a more powerful six in that when you roll it for anything that's like any kind of result at all except for one, and we'll get to that in a second, uh, cool shit happens as well. It's not quite a crit, it's sort of a yes and die. If you see that, that Marvel face come up, you go, oh, neat. So not only does the thing you want happen, but other cool shit starts happening.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, even if you fail, like if I roll under whatever my result was, but I still got a one on that Marvel die and didn't just critically fail, uh, which mm-hmm. is rolling three ones,
0: yeah. uh,
1: I still get a bonus out of it. I I fail, but I get something. And yeah. so the other thing the, is this. The game fact that one really... in six of your rolls is gonna have a good thing happen for you is very nice.
0: Yeah like i was about to say the the other thing is that this game doesn't really even have non-critical fails. Uh if you roll under the target number the effect you want still occurs but like bad stuff happens or something. It's it's a uh the critical result is terrible terrible things you know new enemies arrive bad stuff happens. That's if you happen to roll all ones. Uh if you just fail then you still technically accomplish your goal but bad stuff is going to happen. And if you roll the ultimate thing, which is a six oh one and a six, uh, the uh, the one being specifically on that Marvel die, then that's a critical success, unbelievable. It's I think it's called a fantastic success or a marvelous success. Well, you get the fantastic
1: uh, roll if you get the one, the six one six is an ultimate fantastic.
0: That's what it is, an ultimate fantastic. Uh, and then you know that's a super crit, good things happen, and it also comes with the bonus effect of it cannot be modified by other effects or by uh, this game's equivalent of disadvantage, which is called trouble.
1: Yes, uh, and
0: also when you're rolling, you're rolling against a target number. That's it's just like uh, rolling a d20 in, in a d20 system. You you roll three d6 plus whatever mod, and then check against a a uh, a target number.
1: Yeah. So the <laughs> the fantastic roll is great when you get that one uh, on the Marvel die. Enjoy that the ultimate fantastic. Uh, you know. Just as rare what? as the botch roll because you've got to get three sixes or three ones.
0: Yeah, uh, it, well, it does lead to one, one of my favorites, but whatever. It's the same thing. Uh, six in, uh, specific, or three individually specific faces on each die. Um, I think yes. it's a one in 218 or something like that. I don't remember. Someone else will remember and tell me that was wrong. Um huh. Anyway, the, the one of my first favorite early mistakes in the book is right here. So if you're listening for, uh, for notes, definitely take this one into account. The first thing you say, the best thing about rolling a, an ultimate fantastic success is that the storyteller of the game, the narrator, I believe they're called, is not allowed to use the trouble mechanic against you. And the trouble mechanic is uh, when you have trouble on a roll, you will have to re-roll whatever die would have been most advantageous to you. Whatever yeah. single die. Uh, so... If you happen to roll an ultimate fantastic success, even if you had trouble, you don't. You just keep that ultimate fantastic success. But in the examples under trouble and how trouble works, one of them is, should you roll an ultimate fantastic success, the narrator will likely have you re-roll the Marvel die.
1: Yeah, it is <laughs> It is the first That's thing like... I tweeted out when I was doing my sort of live <laughs> read of this. It's like, man, I am fucking like five pages into this. Come on. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, that was that was weird. The the uh, converse of of trouble is called edge. If you have edge, then you can pick up any single die and, and re-roll it uh, after you initially roll your dice. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the basics of the of the die mechanic system. Uh, after that, you start taking into account things like your rank and your stats to determine what those rolls are going to look like and accomplish.
1: Yeah. Now, the game has. Basically classes in addition to rank that is kind of like level, but not really. (laughs) Yeah, you
0: have, uh, I think there's like three things, four things counting rank that you have. Rank is, like John was saying, it's kind of like level, but really it's more like power scale of the universe you would like to play in. Um, it's one of my least favorite things here. And basically it boils down to this guy's, the, the author basically saying, well, yeah, Captain Marvel is way more powerful than, uh, Electra. That's, that's just obvious. And the game needs to reflect that. And I would personally disagree. I don't think games need to reflect that certain characters are, operate in different power scales than others because Marvel doesn't often do that. Usually they'll have the characters come up with creative ways to, so they can play on the same playing field because otherwise you would have way less team-ups and those are what are fun.
1: Oh yeah. I mean it's um, it's why you can have, you know, your Avengers and your Justice Leagues and things like that where you've got a team yeah. of heroes where you go, Yeah, sure, you can have the Hulk and Hawkeye be on the same team, but if you do that in the rank system, you're like, Oh, Hulk's like rank twenty or twenty-five. Hawkeye's probably rank five or ten. So mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you know I, I, and I even think about like my favorite moments in the history of Marvel. Like, okay, uh, Thanos versus Captain America. Right? Big famous important scene where almost every other member of the Avengers is down. Captain America and I'm not talking about the movie, I'm talking about the old comic book conflict. Uh Captain America stands up to Thanos, who's just like, What are you gonna do? You're a guy. And Thanos throws a punch at him, he blocks it, he dodges them, he starts trying to hit back. He just keeps him busy until I forget who it is, Adam Warlock or someone shows up and act and fights. And it's an awesome moment because it reflects the the sheer willpower and willingness to fight of Captain America. Here, he would not be able to dodge a Thanos punch. No. Thanos would would just murder him immediately and would hit for more damage than
1: he has health. It's real hard when you start looking at, like, especially very far race. Because at that point, you'd be looking at Captain America in this game is canonically a rank 15, Thanos obviously rank 25, the highest you can get. Yeah. And with a 10 rank difference between characters, it really is just like, ah, oh, I, I will hit you. And unless I roll ridiculously poorly, it's going to happen.
0: Yeah. And it's going to kill you.
1: Oh, yeah. So because the damage at it, that point, you're like, oh, I'm rank 10. I do like 3d6 plus 12. And you're like, cool. I do 3d6 plus 72.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it definitely has a bit of a problem. I mean, I I get it, and I understand that not only do is this an interesting concept, and it's probably part of how he sold the game, uh, but it's it, literally a selling point. It's it's the first thing we were seeing coming out from this game was like this game represents the entirety of Marvel, all the way from the super high powered characters like Captain Marvel, all the way down to the shitty nobodies like Squirrel Girl, which really didn't endear the game to me in the early. <laughs> everyone knows listen to this knows the squirrel girl is not only unbeatable but also just my personal favorite marvel hero
1: oh yeah <laughs> you don't, you don't and, come for squirrel girl <laughs> and that's honestly it's one of the best arguments against the thing where you're like all the way down to squirrel girl who's terrible and you're like yeah but she has canonically beaten like dr doom thanos and galactus like, even if you set
0: aside that the Thanos beat from her is a total joke and that the Galactus one is literally her just telling the story of how she beat Thanos and him doing that, ha-ha, what a tool thing, the the Doctor Doom one is straight up her introduction.
1: Yeah, that she was not up. a joke. That was her beating <laughs> yeah. Doctor
0: Doom. She shows up, she covers him in squirrels, he doesn't have a defense for being covered in squirrels, and so he surrenders. <laughs> uh, but, I mean... It, so, I mean even that setting aside, it's a joke, you know, I know she's kind of a silly character. Uh but really when you're looking for a person to punching bag on in Marvel, it's stilt man. Use stilt man.
1: Yeah, I mean stiltman is basically Marvel's kite man. Yeah, just
0: just say all the way from Stiltman to cat. Don't even try and put Squirrel Girl in your game. She's unclassifiable by your pointless rank system. <laughs> <laughs> She exists above it. And I noticed that later when I saw the same basic uh, point being made again, uh, it had been changed out from Squirrel Girl at the bottom to uh, another. I was like, I don't know, uh, Mockingbird or someone else who was just like a fight person. Yeah. So I don't know if my my complaints have already made their way up the chain or if there's just way more Squirrel Girl Defenders than <laughs> uh, than I realized.
1: The Squirrel Girl <laughs> Defender has logged on.
0: It's me. I have logged on.
1: Uh... Read Squirrel
0: Girl. It's really good. <laughs>
1: So you also the
0: Ryan North, Chips stuff. Anyway, go ahead.
1: You also have an archetype that you choose, which is basically your class. Uh, yeah. You are going to pick from uh, Blaster, Bruiser, Genius, Protector, Striker, and the Catch All Polymath. Polymath.
0: Yeah. Uh, these will control what you gain at each rank uh, in a variety of different locations, and will also address a thing called uh, Stat Caps, which we'll get to in a second, which might be the most unnecessarily clunky thing about the playtest.
1: Yeah, it's...
0: Uh, but, <laughs> but basically, they will focus your stats in the directions that make the most sense. For example, if you take a genius, then you're going to have a really high, like, ego and logic score. And just to get this out of the way, yes, the stats are six stats that spell Marvel in as an acronym. Yes, they, are, they are might, agility, resilience, vigilance, ego... And logic, Uh, ego is probably closest to charisma. Logic is probably closest to intelligence. Uh, The rest, for the most part, speak for themselves. Yep. Uh, With vigilance being more of a mental defense score than than like a wisdom thing. But, you know, it's basically like that. Uh, Each one of them starts with a cap that is based on what rank you are. And each one
1: has a cap of four, which is Mm -hmm. just for humans.
0: Yes uh when you choose for example your archetype let's say you take uh the protector archetype which is not actually what it sounds like it isn't a tank it's a support role yes uh, it's where they put things like um, uh sue storm or doctor strange go in there where they don't yeah, necessarily Captain spend America all their time as a
1: protector yeah
0: they don't necessarily spend all their time firing beams they spend more of their time supporting the other party members uh, that one would raise your ego and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm doing protector right now. It would raise your, I believe, yeah, e- ego and logic caps because it's supposed to be kind of the magic-y people because Dr. Strange and Sue Storm are there. Hmm. Uh, meanwhile, for example, if you're to take a bruiser, it's probably just going to raise your might and agility caps. And by caps, what we most, we don't mean your stats go up. We mean your capacity to invest points in that range go up.
1: Yeah. So normally, uh, Your cap is like okay. You have a four cap for everything. Then, Mm -hmm. uh, depending on what archetype you pick and what rank you are, uh, the two abilities for that archetype get raised to a rank cap. So, uh, if let's you know if you take genius and you have vigilance as and logic uh, Mm -hmm. get raised and you're level ten, then your cap is now a seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an entire chart for what rank you are and what your new score cap is, but yes. it means everything else still capped at four. That's the human maximum, but you can go above that with those two things.
0: Yeah. So I, I would say, again, if we're trying to be constructive throughout the the course of this episode, I would say that rather than making your caps into constantly adjusting variables that actually tend to stay way out above how much, how many points you could reasonably choose to invest in them. Anyway, it would probably work a lot better if caps just got uncapped by things rather than having the cap grow. You'd just be like, well, choose uh, protector and your ego and logic are uncapped and you can invest as many points as you want to in them. Now it'd be, it would just be simpler.
1: Well, yeah, the, I mean, the one thing is if you looked at it and went, Oh, you know, it uncaps or it at least raises the cap on these two traits. And if that's all it was, then it would be, you know, pretty much fine. You'd go like, okay, you know, you're only level 10, obviously, uh, or rank 10. So you're not stupendously powerful. You're not even, you know, Captain America level. So you can only get as high as a seven in any given stat. And you go, okay, Mm -hmm. that sounds fine. The thing is, there are so many other ways that you end up getting stat cap increases that it ends up being just ridiculous because you don't have enough points to put into stats to ever reach it. Uh, You get cap increases from power selection. And if Mm -hmm. you pick super strength as one of your powers, you get a plus 12 to your cap on might. There (laughs) There is no way you are even going to hit 12 at all in might no matter what you are.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, uh, the old, it's way easier to get stat cap allowance increases than it is to get stat points. The only way to get stat points, in the playtest guide at least, is rank. So if you go from rank 5 to rank 6, you, get, you, you consult a table that tells you what your current actual stat uh, point allotment is, and you increase your, your stats by that many points. Yeah, and there, you can't get them from any of the other selections or anything. Nothing else will actually increase your stats, but rank. But rank caps can come from all kinds of sources, and they pretty quickly outstrip the amount of points you could have possibly invested anyway. Yeah, it, it's not super important. Like, it doesn't hurt that if you're playing a juggernaut type character, you'll have like a, 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 a uh, excuse me a might stat cap of like 26, even though you don't have anywhere near that many points. It doesn't hurt anything. It just feels unnecessarily clunky.
1: Yeah, what it does, though, is it, even though, you know, functionally saying, oh, this takes the cap off versus your cap is now 26, are functionally the same thing as far as the game is concerned. When you look at something and you're like, hey, your cap is now, you know, 18. When you look at that, you go, does that, should I be trying (laughs) to get that? Is that what I'm supposed to do?
0: You're talking optimizer hindbrain, I, and I, I, that was definitely part of me when I was building my character for this episode's bonus content. Was like, oh my, I, my, my ego cap just went to twelve. I should probably do something about that. And then I looked at the points I had. And I was like, oh wait, I will not get any more points during character creation at all. Well, it's uh, not I even will not do
1: <laughs> optimizing. It's literally just this game has told me that I can have this, and mm-hmm. then when you go look at the rules, you're like, no, I can't. Why did you tell me that? <laughs>
0: So the game, you know, it represents like Captain Marvel at being ranked 25 and uh, Spider-Man. I believe they put it rank 10,
1: which is weird, Uh, but sure.
0: He's their example of the friendly neighborhood hero uh, because he's the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. That's this has been a constant problem with Marvel's marketing for forever is that Spider-Man is, you know, oh, he's he's the, the hero that can catch colds. And he has teenage problems and he has to deal with the world in a way that other heroes don't and so on that uh, never really takes into account that also he's near top tier superpowers. Oh yeah. He's just, he just has a million fucking powers. <laughs> he's got, especially by this game's engine. He has so many powers.
1: Oh yeah. And the thing because is they
0: split up. Yeah.
1: They had anyway. to put all of his powers in one category. Yeah. To just make spider powers. It's like, here's the Spider-Man power set. That and looks very
0: funny when you're looking at the other power categories. <laughs>
1: You're like, it's just uh, like, strength, battling, <laughs> blasting, guns, being Spider-Man. Huh.
0: Yeah. So, and you're telling me the game does not want me to be Spider-Man, but just to occasionally select from this list of powers that Spider-Man has all of.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And doesn't have anything that isn't in here. Okay, sure. <laughs> and that's just amusing. That's just part of the playtest functionality is that there's this one entry in the list called spider powers. And you're like, gee, I wonder what I could do with that.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> so
0: um, there are other aspects to character creation that you're going to be dealing with as well. But just to be uh, the, the game suggests that rank 10 is like a good place to start play. It also suggests that that while it's okay to have different ranks of power between your different heroes, you should try to keep them within a rank, a couple ranks of each other for, for uh, the game to not completely fall apart.
1: Yeah. Which again, says, just means hey, you're not playing one of those you know, like any normal team, basically outside of maybe the X-Men. Cause like <laughs> yeah. any team I'm thinking of, there's always like, oh yeah, you know, the runaways. Yeah. There's one dude who's just kind of smart. And then another person who can cast any spell. And you're like, well, you know,
0: <laughs> I, I would say the, probably the closest thing to a balanced high-end team is, uh, the fantastic four. All four of them have a crazy good power. Sometimes two. <laughs> like there's there's really not i mean sure you could point out the thing is just like big and strong but he is very big and very strong
1: well yeah everyone basically has two good things they're like all yeah. right the <laughs> thing super durable super strong invisible woman invisibility force fields johnny has fire and flying and then mr fantastic has stretchy and smart
0: Yes, exactly. Ultimately, unfortunately, they've kind of made all of them super resilient. So that kind of takes that away from the thing, but you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like I'm saying, it's a close enough thing to a team that it makes sense with this, this whole like rank logic thing. But he also suggests that, uh, in the, in the playtest guide that because it's a role playing game, you probably want to see your character go up levels, which we've talked about this a number of times before. That's kind of at odds with how comic books treat superheroes. They tend to arrive out the gate with most of their powers. Yeah, uh, you 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 don't really have a situation where storm comes into the play and she's like, "Well, I know how to shoot lightning, but I don't know how to make wind yet." Like that that that's very rare for superheroes. Uh so in his case, he generally tends to suggest like pick a top level rank that your game will go to and then start your players like five ranks below that and let them build up to it. Yeah. Now, which I don't one- think is terrible. I I do think I'd probably just <laughs> excise the whole system if it was me though.
1: <laughs> I mean, one of the things with that is you also have to deal with the fact that uh, a lot of powers are rank locked. Uh, yes, they are. And that makes it kind of weird to be like, all right, you know, you look at someone who is, I've got one power, but I'm very good at that one power. We were Let's ta- we talked about, yeah, we talked about this before the show. Havoc. Havoc mm-hmm. is like, yeah, I just I do, I do some blasts, man. It's all I do. And they're very good. And, but I, you know, doesn't really have anything else, isn't a top tier character. You'd be looking at, you know, maybe a 10 rank, but that means yeah. he can't get to those rank 15 locked energy blast powers. Even
0: though they would make the most sense when you're describing Havoc as a character. And you see this again in weird situations. Like, for example, their example of what you should probably aspire to to get to like rank five. Honestly, I'm going to go ahead and say it. There's no reason for there to be a rank one in this game at all. No, no, no Marvel character is described by that. It is, it is useless. It's like they built backwards from 10. They were like, well, we got to populate the one through 10 zone. Uh, otherwise, this game will start at 10. And that's dumb. Uh, there's, there wasn't a good reason for this, but let's take, the street level heroes that that are constantly referenced as being perfect for rank five through ten. Daredevil, we'll start there. How about that guy? Uh, when you look at the fighting with sticks and the being a good leader or dodgy power sets, everything is rank five through fifteen or above. That when you're looking at, like, well, I would like to play as Daredevil, please. What would my uh, what would my stuff I would need to get to be? Oh, you'll need some rank fifteen powers. Well, is Daredevil rank fifteen? No, he's probably rank five. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> This is this is a real problem with the problem is that they have mistaken growth and breadth as the same thing where Captain Marvel is rank 25, not because she knows lots and lots of powers, but because the powers she does know are fuck off cosmic level really good.
1: Yeah. And you see it again in the sample characters. Uh, They have both Storm and Thor are sample characters in here. Mm -hmm. Storm is rank 15. Thor is rank 20. Sure. Fine. Whatever. However, uh, uh, control weather is a power set and you at control weather three, uh, stops at rank 15. That's when you can get that. And control weather four is rank 20. And they gave control weather four to Thor and three to Storm. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm pretty (laughs) sure Storm's better at controlling the weather than Thor is. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and the funny thing about her being only at rank 3 in uh control weather versus his rank 4 is that he has access to powers that she doesn't. And there are they are I'm going to go ahead and tell you stuff that you routinely see Storm do. Oh yeah. I, I mean, mean, granted weather control is kind of boring. All it does is you can create a storm of 1 mile across, 2 miles across, 3 miles across <laughs> or 5 miles across. <laughs> it's it's uh, not a very well-written power.
1: Yeah, I mean it gives you some bonuses too if you're in the middle of a storm and you're casting lightning spells or mm-hmm. lightning powers, then it gives you some bonuses. But like there's a one of the wind control ones in weather control is uh blow away. So just like sh- super high winds to blow someone away. Rank twenty. Can't have it if you're storm
0: that's so weird because storm wind is like one of her basic things. That's how she flies. I mean, obviously in this game, she's just going to take the flight ability from the utility power
1: set. Although group flight is a weather control power. So if you really want.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And you can see that there are certain characters in the character creation system they have built where they're like, ah, we're going to have to break our own rules so that this character makes sense.
1: Yeah. The, there is a rule in here. That Now, normally, uh, depending on rank, you have a number of power selections you can make, and that's power sets that you have to choose from. So it'll be like, all right, I'm rank 10. I can pick from three sets, and that's the max mm-hmm. anyone gets. Even up to rank 25, the most you can get is three power sets.
0: Three of the sets of powers, which are basically feet trees.
1: But you can forego a power set selection to get an additional power. So if mm-hmm. you're like, all right, you know, I'm really more of just a lasers guy. I don't really need more than just say energy control or something. I can mm-hmm. dump the other two, get two more energy control powers and be done with it. Yeah. That being said, <laughs> that being said, uh each power set gives you a bonus. Uh so, you know, if I choose let's say plasticity because yeah. they need miss marvel to be able to work in this as well as mm-hmm. mr fantastic. Yeah. Uh if i pick that then i uh my agility and resilience score caps increase by 6 lol. Mm-hmm. Uh and you add the greater of might or agility to your uh fight damage with any plasticity powers. Yeah. So, you know, you're giving up on a couple of Little bonuses that you would have gotten from getting into certain power sets. That being said, <laughs> uh like cybernetics, you can add the greater of your agility or logic to your ranged damage with cybernetics powers. And my brother in Christ, there are no ranged damage powers in cybernetics.
0: Yeah, there's an interesting thing with the fight and range damage that we should probably mention. Uh, those are static numbers that go up, or or dice plus a static number that go up based on your rank. So for example, I- rank and archetype. yeah, let's uh, assume you're a rank 10 character. You probably have a 3d6 for one of these two damages and a 3d6 plus four for the other one of those types of damage. Like if you take a bruiser, you probably have a fight of 3d6 plus four and a range of 3d6. Uh, that That's a neat simplification. No matter what power you do, if you're like, well, I have range damage of 3d6 plus four and I get the laser beam power, your ra- laser beam does energy ranged damage. So you don't have to write down a second number. Uh and even if you were to pick up a gun and shoot that, it would do ranged damage. Yes. Uh it guns don't even have their own stat lines, they just use your range damage line. Which sounds like I'm complaining. I am not. That is a good thing. It's no, a nice I simplification. Like that
1: simplification. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 I like. Um now going to so- <laughs> damage though, there is a thing that this you can definitely see there were some changes and ideas on how damage should work. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you're going through initially and you get to the damage section, it's like, oh, there's ten different damage types, and you know, they depending on what those are subtypes, like you acid or fire, the damage type is either going to hit your health or your focus. Uh, So someone can attack either, you know, your body or your willpower. Yeah. And When you look at a, uh, like an ability or whatever, it should say, like, this does, like, ranged health energy damage. Should be Mm -hmm. how it goes. Except, most of them forgot that. And. Yeah, there's a lot of templating issues. Like, some of them will just say, like, oh, this does ranged damage. And you're like, um, you should probably tell me more than just that. Or it'll be like, this does physical energy. And I'm like, did you mean health energy? Because did- there <laughs> also, is no the physical of- damage. And I know, I know this is a
0: playtest document, and this is not final, but uh, the templating in this is just wild, which is part of what led me to think that this might have been written specifically so that they could publish a playtest document. Like, Oh, yeah. It, the, the templating feels random. Like you may, you'll you'll see three powers in a row that are very similar, where parentheses are placed in various aspects of range, to energy, and damage, just sort of willy nilly. The first one will have all three words in the same parentheses brick. The next one will have just physical in parentheses for some reason, and the third one will have physical, energy, and then ranged on the outside of the the thing. Like I'm supposed to be doing PEMDAS with these and multiplying them by each other. I don't know. It's just sort of half hazardly written.
1: Well, yeah, and the the fact that the beginning of the book says oh, it'll do health or focus damage. But one, I never saw a single power that did focus damage. And two... Not a one. (laughs) uh, Every single one that does health damage says physical outside of the random ones that managed to make it into that change, which I assume were written later. And it's not even by type, because you like, I'll look at the blade's powers, and the blade's powers will be like, oh, you can slice a guy. And it does fight, Physical slashing damage. You're like, great, cool. Uh, What about this other power? That does fight, health, damage. I'm like, you didn't put a subtype, (laughs) my dude.
0: And it's funny because the subtypes are, they're clearly TBD. Like, they're going to be, they're the thing that they're going to figure out later. There's only a couple of them in this book, and most of them don't even get used. Energy, uh, slashing, and physical seem to be the only ones you actually see.
1: Yeah, you get occasionally piercing in the firearms, but out of the 10 damage types listed, you only see four in here. Even when you're looking at stuff like energy beams and blasts and you're like, oh, okay, that should just be energy. But one of the damage types is shock and the lightning bolt damage is not shock. It's energy.
0: Yeah, it's weird. There, there, I didn't also, I don't know, maybe you did, I didn't see anything in here that was like a defense against a specific type of, subtype of damage.
1: Uh, there is there my, one there, power that gives you uh, pick a damage type and you cut it in half.
0: Okay, so there is something. That's good. There are two more aspects to character creation that we didn't get into yet, which are mm-hmm. backstory and profession. Uh, so... Of these two, when you choose your backstory, this is going to be your character's origin, uh, and it will provide you with not much. A, a uh, It basically will tell you which ones of the archetypes you should probably choose. Uh, so, if, for example, if you would like to play as a protector, it says like, hey, if you're playing a protector, you should either be from the magic or the supernatural backstories. And if you're not from one of those two, you better have a damn good explanation for your narrator. Hmm which I hate anything where anytime the book says like, you better have a really good argument for this. You should just remove that sentence (laughs) because, because if, if the only thing stopping you from doing a thing in a game is a really good argument that it's not actually against the rules.
1: Oh yeah. That means you can do it. It's just, we are giving permission to a DM to tell, you no.
0: Exactly. It's dumb. Take it out of there. That's a gr- the first thing you should get rid of, uh, especially because it's fucking Marvel. There are three million exceptions to every p- possible uh, storytelling rule you try to come up with. Yeah. And people are just going to point that out. They're just going to be like, well, I would like to play as a bruiser, please. I would like to play as a magical bruiser. And you're the- there to be like, well, the game says I should only let high-tech or battlesuit people be bruisers. Why should I let you be magical? And you just go, fucking Juggernaut,
1: bitch. Yeah. There are several, <laughs> my dude.
0: Just just take it out. Just do yourself a favor now. Don't put that in your book. It's a bad idea. Uh, the other thing it comes with is some traits. And traits in this game are the closest thing this game has to feats. Uh, but this game's trait list is a mess. Um, for example, the trait that each one of these comes with basically is just stuff that you could do without it being a trait. So, for example, let's say you choose Mutant as your backstory, your character is a mutant and you know, it's Marvel. So mutant means something. You, you know exactly what mutant means. It means X-Men like power. The same backstory as those guys. Uh, the traits it comes with are hounded because no one likes mutants, no rules associated with hounded. It just means that everyone hates you. Uh, X-Gene, which literally just means your powers are mutant powers. Doesn't do anything at all. It just does. It just says your powers are mutant powers and Krakoa which is you have access to the island of Krakoa. Yep, that's it. No, that, that sounds fine. Fu- you know, that's fine because that helps define you in narrative as the kind of character that you are. Uh, the problem is that you know when it comes up with a list of like examples, it's like, oh, you know, obviously Professor X, Storm, Cyclops, Beast, all the, oh, the X Men, and then you go to the the next one down, which is God, where your character is a God because you know Thor. Uh, and uh, when you look at the 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 the, the trait that that uh. God gives you is, like, supernatural. Your powers are magical in nature now. Great. That's all it needs to give you, because that's all you really need to know about gods in the Marvel Universe. But then when it lists the examples, the first one is Storm, which is, you know, okay, sure, fine. Sometimes there are storylines where she's a god. There are also storylines where she's a vampire, whatever. She's been a lot of things. She's Storm. She's been around for a long time. But if you choose God as your thing for Storm, she doesn't have the X gene, and she can't go to Krakoa.
1: Yeah. And so he- here's another thing about that. <laughs> a lot of the ones in here like if you pick alien, you get alien heritage and it's just uh you have either you are an alien or there's some alien in your background, no rules. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh magic, supernatural. You have a supernatural origin, it's, you know, kooky and weird. No rules. Awesome. Yeah. God, in addition to God heritage, which is just, you come from gods, no rules, and worshipped, mm-hmm. people worship you, no rules, you also yeah. get enhanced physique, which increases uh, your might, agility, and resilience caps, and you're treated as one size bigger for picking up, carrying, and throwing things. And I was like, oh, so God's just just better than the other ones?
0: Yeah, now, like, I, I, it, sh- <laughs> it is, it's just better. That's been the case since Marvel heroes superheroes role playing. Remember how good God is in the Ultimate oh, Powers? yeah,
1: <laughs> but it's it's one of those things where you're like, I come from weird science. I'm the Hulk or Captain America. I get the trait weird, which is just some people think I'm weird. No rules, I'm like <laughs> literally, just some people think you weird. Come on, uh, the problem yeah, is okay. these are all traits, and yeah. traits are the game's feats essentially, except. Half of them are flavor, where it's just, you're weird, no rules, mm-hmm. and then the other half are like, you get a bonus to throwing things, and also you are one size larger, and you're like, oh, okay, why are these the same thing then?
0: Now, the idea, the book tells us, is that they are the same thing, because if you choose the ones that don't do anything, or... uh don't do anything but say they're bad. For example, Hounded. Hounded has no rules associated with it, but it's supposed to be like, you're a mutant, so obviously Bolivar Trask wants to kill you. Uh, then the uh, narrator is supposed to take that into account, and every time you point out that you have that negative trait in a situation where it would come up, you're supposed to get some karma. Uh, that said, there are the, the playtest guide does not include any of those mechanics. Oh, it does. Under, I read through the narrator section. I didn't see it, but
1: under sure. Karma, it says mm-hmm. there's a bullet point list of how can I get Karma, and the last one on the list is one of your negative traits causes you difficulty.
0: Oh, uh, okay, that's fair then. But then there are a lot that are like not quite negative, where they're no, just the things, things like
1: weird and alien heritage are just this does nothing. Thanks. It is role well, supernatural.
0: Play. Supernatural is a great example. What does supernatural do? Your powers are magical in nature. Okay, so do I get karma when that comes up? If I'm like, oh, I have to, I don't know, I have to say bolts of ball fact before I can shoot fireballs. Do I get karma every time I do that or no, and this does nothing?
1: No, because it's not a negative trait. It's a nothing trait.
0: Exactly. That's that's weird. And maybe you should rethink, and again, this is my attempt to be constructive during this review, Uh If, if, uh, traits literally don't do anything, not even the karma generation aspect of the negative traits, which again has no actual mechanic behind it, behind if your players mention it and you happen to agree, maybe give them an extra karma point. Uh, maybe you should take these out of the trait list and put them in a different list of some kind, a flavor text list.
1: (laughs) Yeah. The thing is, if I choose the background God, And then they're like, your trait is God heritage. I'm like, yeah, no shit, motherfucker. I picked God. Like, you don't need to tell me I have that trait. That's what I picked. If I pick mutant, you don't need to say I have the trait X gene. I'm a fucking mutant. Now, there are a couple things here. Now,
0: that may be an argument that those should be over in the flavor text or even that you could leave them in trait and it wouldn't hurt anything because... You get them automatically if you pick Mutant. Who cares? Uh, And I want to cover all the bases. I don't want people telling us we're dead wrong about this. So, yes, let's say you pick Storm and you want to play the whole Storm as the God of Weather uh, aspect of her up. So you choose God Heritage as her backstory. You can then go in with your couple of bonus traits that you get from being at certain ranks. Like at rank 10, you have two extra traits to choose. And one of the traits you can choose is extra background, where you just go pick another background and get everything from that as well. Yep. Um, so you can do that to build characters who have super complicated, multiple background sources. Um, that said, it's not going to get you much if you go like, well, okay, I'm playing a storm. I-, I choose God. I go through, I choose extra backstory. I use it to choose a mutant. That way I get all three of the mutant traits, even though none of them actually do anything, uh, just because I'm supposed to, because I'm storm. This is a lot of steps you're doing just so you can like play your character the way the comic book is.
1: Yeah. And because it, it, it feels
0: it feels unnecessary.
1: The problem is you also have to go through the extraordinary origin trait in order to get it, because things like God Heritage has the restriction gods only. So you literally can't just go, Oh, I have you know five traits. You know what? I'll just pick God heritage because technically, you know, I'm an alien, but also I'm a god, so whatever. Because at that point, you're like, nope, you have to spend it on Extraordinary Origin and get everything from God and everything from Alien. You can't pick and choose because they're restricted by type.
0: Yeah, so that's kind of weird. Like, I don't understand those type restrictions, especially when they don't do anything. Like, if all X-Gene does is define you as a mutant, it shouldn't have a restriction on it because you should just pick it if you would like to be defined as a mutant. Yeah. To cover characters who are a god and a mutant at the same time, like, I don't know, Thanos? I'm pretty sure he's like a mutated version of an Eternal or something, right? Hmm. I don't remember his super complicated backstory. Who gives a shit? Uh, okay. So, uh, after you go through the backstory selection and get those traits, you also choose a profession. Uh, this is an excuse for things, you know, a place to put things like journalist. Uh, so you can be a Spider-Man or an Eddie Brock. Uh, all- these also just give you some traits. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... uh <laughs> It's just an extra source of traits, and again, you can take an extra career as a trait from one of your uh, your kind of utility traits that you're just given as a bonus. So you can be like, well, I'm a, I am take Journalist. That way I can get Audience and Connections and Pundit as traits. That's And then I'll take Extra uh, Career because getting three traits for one trait is a really good deal if you can find some that match up to what you want. Yes. Uh the, the, there is one backs or profession that I wanted to call out as problematic, at least to me, uh, which is outsider. Mm-hmm. And there's not too much to it. The outsider is basically like, you're not from around here. You don't know the way things work. And the three examples that they give us for it are, I believe, Thor, uh, Spider-Man 2099, and Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. And I, I wanted to point, I, I thought this was interesting, because this is the only one of these... Professions that is entirely defined by where you currently are, as Uh opposed to what you are, what you are trained in. For example, Rocket Raccoon stories are mostly just, or I'm sorry, uh, why am I blanking on the name of the the Guardians? Uh, Mostly Guardian stories where he is a local. He is not an outsider when he's on the fucking Milano. He knows everything about space. Yep. Uh, Meanwhile, Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099, usually lives in 2099, where he is very familiar with things and has a real job. He's a geneticist.
1: Yeah, you should just have the scientist background. And Thor
0: is the ruler uh, or the crown prince of Asgard. He should have the ruler background. The outsider mostly, I mean, it makes sense if you're like, okay, I am... Heavily defining this this story is taking place in New York in 2022, and if you if you're coming from somewhere else, you should choose the outsider backstory. And I guess choose a different one if you happen to go back to where you live.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm not. I don't hate the outsider thing. It's fine. It's you know. you could be like, oh, we're doing a 2099 campaign, and you're a character that got, like, shunted to this dimension. You're an outsider, even though you're normally just like Cyclops. Okay, great, sure, whatever. The problem is, (laughs) of the traits that it comes with, you're like, oh, you get fresh eyes, so whenever you deal with something new, you get a bonus. Okay, sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, You get stranger, so, you know, it's easier for you to, you know, pass yourself off. Uh, yeah, as people a, aren't, use,
0: pe- yeah, you're a like, oh, face in the crowd, which feels really weird for Rocket Raccoon.
1: Oh, no, it's harder to be a face in the crowd because oh. you're weird.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, right.
1: But the last one is, everyone basically has a connections, and yours is connections outsiders. And I'm like, really? Because I don't feel like, you know, me showing up somewhere and be like, I'm a time traveler. And someone's like, I'm a god. Oh, we have a lot in common. <laughs>
0: Well, you see the far flung future of twenty ninety nine, Asgard's on the moon.
1: <laughs> nah man.
0: I'm kidding. In twenty ninety nine new Adeline is on the moon and it's defended by the Moon Knight of the Moon.
1: It's true. And Asgard is on Earth and people worship Asgardians.
0: Yes. Yeah. Twenty ninety nine is an a, a a unfortunate place to it's very nineteen ninety nine in terms of comic books, so it kind of really? sucks, but it's a neat setting. I always was, was kind of partial to it. <laughs> uh... So anyway, um these, Then you have a whole list of traits. Like, we, like I mentioned a couple of times in there, you get some traits that you can actually choose for yourself, uh, and obviously you're going to go through and find the only ones that do anything and take those.
1: Oh, yeah. Now, some of these are just ask your GM if you can do something, uh, mm-hmm. and it's how they got around several more things of, oh, technically we can't make this character the rank they should be and have the powers they should in the sample characters. So, for instance... <laughs> Uh, yeah. Captain America signature weapon is a rank 15. You need to be rank 20 to have the shield power at rank four, the highest level. Of course they mm-hmm. want him to have shield at the highest power. So they just gave him signature weapon. Uh, your shield says you can have <laughs> the one higher rank than you should of the shield power done.
0: Yeah, I'm going to point out again that I don't like that very much. Uh, I don't think it's the worst thing ever. It's another thing in this book, I'm just going to say, would be solved if you flattened this pointless rank math. Uh, it 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 just makes the game look like an old 3.5 manual because everything's got 25 levels of pointless granularity. Uh, the other but,
1: problem I also have, honestly, is yeah, the signature yeah. attack trait. because Oh,
0: right, because you just pick the attack you use.
1: Yeah, the signature attack is, oh, you have something that you're known for you always have an edge when you do that attack. So it means if I'm Cyclops and I'm like, yeah, I picked laser beams. Anytime I laser a guy, I automatically have an edge on that roll. You're like, Mm -hmm. oh, uh, that's everything. And you're like, I know, it's great. Some of these are better than others. (laughs) Yeah, if you're Wolverine and you're like, signature attack clause, thank you very much, that's me, I'll be done. But if you go to like... oh, I guess I'm War Machine and I have 27 different signature weapons because I have to do, like, missiles and guns and blasters and whatnot. You're like, oh, well, you get fucked then.
0: Yeah. Uh, to, to finish the thought the, the, the thought I was getting at earlier as to why I think signature weapon is a bad kludge, it's because the two primary signature weapon examples they list in this book, which are Captain America and Thor, both routinely change weapons. Like, I know Cap, Cap signature weapon is a shield and often the shield but he can do all those tricks with a fucking garbage can lid because he's captain america
1: yeah well he can still do the tricks he just doesn't get it you know shield rank four then
0: (laughs) which means he can't use the powers that unlock at shield rank four unless he's holding his super special shield well it just means he
1: doesn't get shield rank four which is just extra damage reduction
0: Sure. And it also comes up with additional questions. Like, does Thor have to re-choose these when Mjolnir breaks and he has to use Stormbreaker?
1: Uh, yeah, he or doesn't have a signature, signature weapon, weapon anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or is his signature weapon Hammers?
1: No. Never. It's Thor's to, hammer. You have to, you have to it's Mjolnir. You have, to pick, you
0: have to pick a thing with a name. Okay. Just make it absolutely sure. I'm just saying it's it's an easy fix. Uh, there's a few others in there where they're just better than everything else. You can choose things like weird, or you can take combat reflexes and get an extra bonus reaction every turn of the game.
1: Oh, yeah. Which, if you, Which if you are, have especially reaction Especially if you're powers. a leader, because the, the whole, like, I, I've got, like, leadership powers are just mm-hmm. full of reactions that do rad shit, and is only really kept in check by the fact that you only get to do one. If you're like, oh, I, I take tactical mastery, I get an extra reaction every round, and also I'm going to go ahead and take the power that gives me another reaction every round.
0: Yeah, so uh, the traits definitely have a bit of a a thing going on, going on with them, for sure. Uh, and after that, it's time to go do your powers. You, you choose uh, starting characters, like rank one characters, will have one power set. Uh, and as we mentioned earlier, they go up to three power sets you can choose from. Uh, there's also a special set of powers called utility powers that don't count as choosing from an extra power list. Yeah, uh, it includes things like being tough or having basic flight.
1: Yeah, you can you can fly if you want to, or, mm-hmm. you know, you can have additional You can leave your limbs. friends behind. <laughs> <laughs> I love that fastball special is just a utility power. So Yeah, I, I
0: mean... That's one of those things. There, there's a couple powers that have, like, pithy Marvel joke names, even though they don't show up under characters that would, like... Like, uh, their example version of Black Panther has I can do this all day on it, just because it's a low-level fight power or leadership power, I think. The uh, uh,
1: <laughs> the weird thing yeah, this fast- Fastball Special is I'm like, oh, that means you don't have to be super strong to just huck people into people. No, it's true. But then again, that's always kind of made sense. I mean, you could do...
0: What is the time that uh, Ant-Man gets on Hawkeye's arrow and gets shot at the bad guy, but a fastball special just using a really light guy and a regular strength guy?
1: <laughs> a regular guy and a little guy. Exactly.
0: That's still a fastball special, right? Sure. <laughs> I love how the fastball special has been the thing in like every Marvel role-playing game for all of role-playing game history has been like, yeah, we know this is a thing that, like, Juggernaut and Wolverine did. That was... They're not Juggernaut. Colossus and Wolverine did. That was super cool and was kind of a defining characteristic to them, but what if everyone did it all the time and all called it the fastball special? (laughs) (laughs) It's just fun. Uh, There aren't... The the book, uh, again, just to make it very clear that this is a playtest guide that we're reading, mentions routinely that there are going to be dozens, probably hundreds more of power set listings than there are in this book, Um, which is because a lot they kind of feel like uh, feet chains down a, a shared pool of feats in a lot of cases where you will see powers that repeat themselves. For example, super strength is pregnant or pregnant. Yeah, super strength pregnant. is pregnant.
1: <laughs> <It's>, congratulations, <laughs> super strength.
0: Uh, I'm just not as good at this when I'm not looking right at you. I've got a cold. And I'm looking at a blank at the screen. Miracles. Sonic
1: the Hedgehog got Super Strength pregnant, and they're keeping it.
0: <laughs> super Strength is present in both the uh, just bat- Brawler tree and the Spider Powers tree, uh, but and probably what, several others.
1: What you mean is the power Mighty is in I Super do. Strength and Spider Powers and some other stuff.
0: Yes, exactly. So you'll you'll see shared powers between them. Uh, what the power trees are is chains of powers that ha- that are basically prerequisite listings. So, for yeah. example, if you're making like an, a character with energy control, the first power you're going to take is uh, illumination, which is awful. It's just you have a you, you're you're a flashlight. It doesn't do anything. Uh, oh, I mean, if then, you want to uh, go
1: down that route, yeah, because you can just get an energy beam if you want to get an energy beam.
0: You can also just start with a blast, and and uh, then that will unlock a further blast further down the list, and so on and so forth. And just like all the other you know lists of uh, of chained traits that you see in games like this or FFG Star Wars or uh what have you they will connect so for example if you would like to have the highest level of energy beam then you do need to take that illumination power and all the powers from that chain as well cuz they connect at the end mhm uh there there's a notable lack of things to choose from i would say we mentioned earlier this game has six stats in it there are no powers traits trees uh backstories or uh archetypes that have anything to do with logic at all
1: oh yeah i mean clearly there are no psionic categories. You know, mm-hmm. I assume as soon as we get the point where they're like, hey, here you go, here's some psionics, this will, I guess, probably use a lot of ego and logic. And you're like, great, sure. Maybe they'll put a gadgets system in mm-hmm. here with logic. But as it stands right now, almost everything in here is either going off a fight roll or a ranged roll. And those are both might and agility. Everything yes. is might and agility. If you're playing a character who's like, I pick genius, I shouldn't have done that in the play test because there's nothing for me here.
0: Yeah. Uh, might, agility, and ego are also the only ones you ever see that modify damage. I mean, you need resilience and vigilance because they modify your health and focus. And uh, focus isn't what it sounds like. It's basically mental endurance. If you get in psionic fights, that's the damage you're taking until you get knocked unconscious by losing focus.
1: And a few and powers health. you can spend focus to buff the power.
0: Yeah, that's true. I, I kept expecting to find one because uh, my bonus content character was made using energy control. And I was like, oh, OK, this will probably have one where I can dump focus into it to fire like a super beam or something. There isn't a single power in the energy control set that uses focus for a thing.
1: No, they're usually all in the fight guy power. So like blades and firearms mm-hmm. and martial arts have a spend a bunch of power and you can get bonus damage per power you spend on this punch.
0: Yeah. And I guess the idea is supposed to be that you're putting everything into this swing, but it'll make you easier to knock out with a psychic attack later.
1: I guess. You're just like, I do a focus strike, and so I channel focus into it. You're like, great. I guess if you're doing that, you can do some more damage, but Professor X gets to shut your brain off real quick. (laughs) All right, well, we're
0: already over an hour. We have a few last things to talk about. Uh, Let's see. There is a section of choosing... Uh, A a list of things to help build your character, which is just, you know, classic standard smart role playing game design. Just just fine. You know, choose your your real name, your code name, your hair color, distinguishing features. Uh, Notably, I I feel like it probably goes a little farther into choosing your gender than it needs to for a modern game. Hmm. It, It should just put choose your gender or put none. What you know, that kind of thing. Very simple. But instead, it's like choose male or female. Even characters who are shapeshifters such as Mystique can who can change gender when they like to will always have a favored gender and that is the one you should write down here. Remember And I'm like <laughs> binary is a thing and I'm like dude you don't even you just don't need to put your foot in your mouth on this one. You could score points with the with, with the uh the LGBT community by just putting gender. Put whatever you want.
1: Yeah. It's it's again it's the same as all the seduction problems and things in other mm-hmm. books where you're like you don't need to write as much as you think you do. You can just put put your gender here and be done with it and not have to worry about it. Yeah, I don't need your
0: Webster's defines gender as crap. You can just save it. I don't need your old man opinions. So, you know, apologies again Matt Forbeck. I'm sure you're a very nice guy, but wipe all this gender shit. It's fully unnecessary. <laughs> uh also, we haven't we haven't really talked about how damage and combat work in general. Eh. <laughs> There's not much. My- <laughs> Let's just take that heat for not discussing the combat system again. Now, you just you, you roll a uh, a again you roll in agil- a a uh, resilience check, I'm sorry, vigilance check for initiative. Yep. Uh, and then you just sort of shoot each other. There are cover rules, there are ranged rules, but as we mentioned earlier, there are uh, static amounts of damage. you are getting—they're not static, but you know how much damage you're going to do because it'll be like, "Well, I'll punch you. I will do my fight damage to you," yeah. and uh, they will attempt to reduce the damage with it with a defense roll. Now, it's pretty straightforward.
1: Yeah, each individual stat has its own defense number. Uh, yes, it because does. I assume they are planning on having things attack all of your various defenses. But, you know, again, as it stands right now, most everything is hitting either a might or agility and occasionally like a vigilance defense. Uh, Yeah,
0: because there isn't really a mental attack trait set yet. So you don't really see anything going after ego or vigilance for the most part.
1: Yeah, your logic defense is basically, honestly, logic is just sort of vestigial at this point.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna. I, I didn't end up with this character, so I can mention it briefly. But when I first started out, I hadn't read all the way through the book, and I was like, "I'll make a character as I'm going along, and I'll make a genius because I want to make like a wizard type character." And I had to completely remake the character when I realized there was no wizard stuff.
1: Yeah, there's no uh, wizard stuff, it's, no psychic stuff. Whatever.
0: I, I, I want that, that's fine. It's a play test, uh, but. I was like, wait, I've got a super high logic cap and I've invested heavily in logic. What does it do? And by the end of my character build, I was like, the only thing I did with logic was take a trait that lets me use it instead of ego for some roles. Hmm. Because I, for whatever reason, chose to make my logic higher than my ego. I should not have ego does stuff. Logic doesn't do anything.
1: Yeah. And even then ego kind of does stuff.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, combat's fairly straightforward and simple. Um,
1: yeah, uh, you've got a modifier get, that's based on your rank and your archetype, uh, mm-hmm. and you just add that to whatever your ability score is. So if you're like, all right, you know, I'm at rank ten and my might modifier is nine, and I've got a six in might, I have a plus fifteen modifier. Great. Yeah. And yeah. if and at that point they'll also tell you your defense, which you add your score to. So you'd be like, all right, I've got an eighteen defense with the six might, twenty four defense. Done.
0: Exactly. So it it's all it's all fairly straightforward. It feels like a like a modern game. It definitely has some clunky stuff that feels old fashioned that could very easily be stripped out of here. I'm just saying.
1: Yeah You could modernize
0: there's it's not too late to modernize this. I, I mean I know he was saying please help me with this playtest. I'm really hoping that everything I'm seeing in here isn't just in the in the final book.
1: Oh yeah. I would certainly hope so.
0: <laughs> Especially once we get to our bonus characters, because good lord, let me tell you I ran into some shit when I was making my bonus character. Mm,
1: Hmm, hmm,
0: And if you would like to hear all that shit, well, then why don't you come on down and support us over at the Patreon, and we'll get into the judging in a second, don't worry. Uh, Patreon.com slash System where if you support us at the $1 level, you get our bonus content where we made characters using the playtest engine, and there will, yes, be a lot more thoughts on the playtest engine based on our our discoveries when making characters, uh, and that it's just a great way to support us and let us keep doing what we're doing and get you more content. There's other levels you can pledge at, right, John?
1: Yes, indeed. You can go up to the two, which gets you all of our star Wars content, as well as all the content for our system mastery stuff. And then of course you Mm -hmm. can go to the five, gets you everything TV mastery, and it gets you the monthly afterthought, including all of the discord channels that are locked for patrons. And you know, it's great. It's a fun time. It's a fun time on Afterthought. Come join us.
0: Just join us and and get all of our amazing shows. But to get back to it, John, what would you say was your favorite thing about uh, the Marvel multiversal role-playing game system or whatever this is finally called?
1: I mean, I said it at the beginning, but I do like the 616 idea. I like the idea that, you know, the fantasy of being a superhero where you're like, my roles are always slightly better than you know an average should be on 3d6 my uh even my failures one and six are still gonna give me something good like it it is conducive to the fantasy of being a superhero and i appreciate that as being it's a good place to at least build from uh Mm -hmm. for a core of the game yeah uh what would you say is your favorite thing
0: uh, I also said it earlier during the episode, I like that the fight and ranged damage are... Uh just stats in your character's character sheet so you always know how much damage you're doing and your character can pick up random things off the ground and not feel penalized for doing so because i always hate it when my character picks up like a pool cue or something and it's like well that's going to do way less damage than your punch and you'll be less accurate because it's an improvised weapon and i gotta i gotta look up the breakage table and i'm like i don't care i just wanted to do a cool thing for a second
1: (laughs) i just wanted to say i was cool and did a thing
0: yeah, I like I like it better when things are fluid and cool and for me this fight and range damage thing will accomplish that to a degree. I mean obviously there's a bit of a tempering to that based on just how high these numbers are. Like my bonus content character on average kills himself in 3 punches. Huh. Uh but but other than that, yeah, it, it's uh <laughs> It's kind of a, uh, it's a, a nice, simple system that, that really supports your character being fluid with with their weapons. Like, they can pick up a gun. Although, good lord, the amount of times that this book moralizes and tells us that real heroes don't use guns. Ah. It's every time they mention guns, all the way through the book, whenever they're like, by the way, there's a gunplay tree, there's a gunplay, a uh, couple of traits that relate to it, and every single one of them, over and over and over again, i will be like, real heroes, shy away from this tree, because it's not heroic to shoot people. And I'm like, dude, do you know what company you're writing this game for?
1: <laughs>
0: I feel like I could start rattling off Marvel heroes that carry and shoot guns, and the only thing that would stop me would be running out of breath or dying. Uh, I could just do the. I could do them in alphabetical order. I'd well, probably start at Bishop and then have to work backwards into the Ace. <laughs> but there's, I mean, I guess Blade would come before. No, Blade comes after Bishop. It's fine.
1: It's fine. We're all fine here.
0: <laughs> Everything's fine. Lots and lots of heroes use guns. It's fine. You don't have to moralize to me. This isn't the 80s and it isn't a chick track. Stop telling me to quit, pu- uh, to not pick up guns. This is an engine with fucking Taskmaster and the Punisher and shit in it. Hmm? At least you don't lose XP for shooting people like in in the old one.
1: <laughs> Talk.
0: Anyway, anyway, what's your least favorite thing?
1: Oh, goodness. I, I think it's, there's a lot of clunky bits in here, like we mentioned. Now, a lot of it I can at least chalk up to playtest in flux stuff, like the, you know, health damage versus physical damage and the damage types and things like that. Like, I get that. That's fine. It's a playtest, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I feel like probably the traits being such a distinct split between flavor and very good stuff that helps you. Mm-hmm. It just... You shouldn't put the two things in the same category, because then you're like oh well you know you've you've got five traits to pick and you're looking at it and going yeah and you know it makes sense for my character to have like connections black market but then i'm giving up doing more damage and having an edge on attack and having extra you know reactions and it yeah that's it's my least favorite thing when you start putting the Hey, you have to make a choice between good stuff and character stuff. Yeah,
0: and not even bad stuff that gets you rewards, just random character stuff.
1: Yeah, just shit you could have just said it was about your character, but now you have to pick. Like,
0: I'm not going to lie to you, if I make a weird character in this game, I'm not going to choose the trait weird. I'm just going to write down the ways that my character is weird and play my character weirdly.
1: <laughs> and the fact that it's like, weird, ah, yeah, you know... You like Captain America? I'm like, no one thinks Captain America is weird. Why does he have the weird trait? <laughs>
0: yeah. Anyway, All right, there uh, you go. That's mine. What's yeah. yours? My least favorite thing, and I've said it a couple of times through here, I feel like that uh, I, I don't like the rank system.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know how to fix it, necessarily. I just don't like it. I feel like, I mentioned it earlier, they have uh, mistaken raw power level for narrative uh, co- contribution power level. Yeah. Like uh, Captain America. Captain Marvel is exactly as contributive to the narrative in a Captain Marvel story as Daredevil is to the narrative in a Daredevil story. And I think, and I don't, if, I don't need an extra plus fifty on one of them over the other one because it feels pointless to add that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think what you really should have, in my opinion, is a a more bounded accuracy and defense, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, with rank yeah. giving you more and better powers. Or and mm-hmm. you know even having your damage and your health and your focus go up that way you can be like yeah man you know Daredevil should be able to hit Captain Marvel like he can throw a baton real fucking accurately and slap her in the face with it now is she going to care probably not and you can go ahead and say yeah she has a fuck ton of health she like takes twelve off of her five hundred and goes why.
0: Exactly. And, and the problem with it, this game has flattened out the damage math. So if you're like, well, okay, but at least Daredevil could be super smart about it. Like, let's say that he throws his billy club at her and she just takes it because she doesn't care about a billy club. She's Captain Marvel, but he's taped a grenade to it and she doesn't notice and it does range damage because it does, because everything he does does range damage. Uh, by the same token, like, it, you do, it, it eliminates one of the more interesting factors of uh, cross-comic Marvel stories lines, which is coming up with clever ways to take out the bigger heroes. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it, basically what it replaces it with is that feeling you get when you're playing an MMO and you get to max level and you go back to the starting level and stomp on the low-level pigs that are there or whatever. <laughs> you're like, ah-ha-ha, ha, none of you matter. And what I'm saying is, that's fine. That's great. If you want to have Thor come down to Earth and slap, like, common criminals around, that's fine. But you know what it doesn't need? Rules. It doesn't need any fucking rules. You don't need to make it like, okay, fine, roll to punch the mugger. You have plus four hundred to hit, and and uh, his defense is seven. I don't, I, I don't need to know that. I don't give a shit. You could just have him go down there and slap muggers around, and just say you do that for as long as it's comfortable for you. Are you getting the power trip you wanted? And by the same token, on on the other end of that coin, you can be like, all right, fine, Daredevil, you go up into space and you fight. I, I don't know, uh, Galactus. Yeah, you're definitely kicking him in the in the three story shin a bunch, and it doesn't do anything. But uh watch good and roll it. Roll a three D six plus four and see if he can hit his defense of two hundred and thirty six.
1: Oh, I got a I, fantastic result. <laughs> I do hit him. Great. Good. Great, job. He has a
0: million health. He takes no damage. You, you don't the these rules are mostly there to make high rank characters feel better than low rank characters, and it's not necessary. I don't I don't like it, and I, I I feel like flattening that curve out dramatically is a good first step. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you definitely pinpointed that uh, certain of these characters would have a way higher number on the back of their character, uh, their uh, action figure card. <laughs> if you my hold a little red seven. piece of plastic, yours is only yeah. a five. You hold a little red piece of plastic over it and you're like, wow, Optimus Prime only has a four energy projection. <laughs> that's good. That's the level at which this rank feels to me. I feel like I'm a kid comparing the power levels of toys. <laughs> so that's my least favorite. Would you play this game?
1: Uh, as it stands, probably not. I mean, I definitely wouldn't want to play a campaign in it. Obviously, it's a playtest. There yeah, wouldn't yeah. be enough stuff to do that. Well, this uh, is a
0: tough question. Do, uh, uh, I, we could probably modify it for a playtest to do you see potential for a game you would play?
1: I mean, the thing is, would I playtest this? Sure. I would yeah. run through a game of this and see how it works just to get a better feel for, you know in play are my you know complaints and you know things that i like actually going to play out the way they look like they should that's one thing because it doesn't look like it would be tedious to play it's fairly straightforward yeah uh, but yeah you know definitely am looking forward to see what else comes out and boy i wish the ten dollars i paid for this would go towards buying the main rule book. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's very fair. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I I would I would like to see more of this. I I, I would like I would mo- honestly just to confirm my suspicion that I would say maybe half to sixty percent of this book was written specifically for a deadline to hit a playtest and will likely be ignored when the actual book comes out. Hmm. I I uh, I would like to see if I'm right about that or if I'm just being super cynical.
1: Yeah, I mean it. It really does feel like here are the eight. Sample characters at the back. I wrote literally any all the things that I need for those eight characters and got it on the page just so I could get this out.
0: Yeah, I mean, part of it feels like he's working backwards from a finish. Like we talked about the spider powers thing, but when you look at Spider-Man and the character, his character sheet in the back of the book, and he's got like web casting, wall crawling, web swinging, web flying, web shooting, shoot webbing, uh, shot webbing. How do I shot webbing? He has like twenty six spider powers. You're like, do you need that or? could he just have spider powers like range to end movement?
1: Nah. The
0: other, the other funny thing, and this is super minor, not a big deal. I just find it very funny that Spider-Man does like almost half again, as much range to damage as he does physical because his agility is higher than his might.
1: Yeah. He's super high agility because obviously he's Spider-Man, but then they're uh-huh. like, Oh, that that's how you calculate your range damage. So you just, you do a lot of that, do you? And he's like, Yep.
0: <laughs> And I'm like, but Spider-Man doesn't do a lot of range damage. He's a punchman. He gets in close and he hits you. Yeah. Nope. Like, yeah, he can shoot those web blaps at you or whatever. And sometimes they knock people backwards or whatever, but that's not his damage source. He's a punchy punchman. And again, that always falls down to Spider-Man being almost impossible to recreate in an engine where you want people to play regular heroes. Because yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, well, what, what defines Spider-Man? Oh, he's super agile, as agile as a spider. And you're like, neat, that's great. Does that mean that he has to, like, think carefully about his punches because he's not super strong? No, he can pick up a gas station.
1: <laughs> this dude throws cars. It's cool.
0: <laughs> he's like 10 times stronger than Captain America. Yeah, that's it, it's fine. <laughs> he could tear the Iron Man armor apart if he wanted to with his bare hands. <laughs> but we're not going to reflect that in his stats because if we did, he'd be a totally unfair character. Yeah. Anyway. So there's your answer. We'd both be interested in seeing more of this, although it has a lot of room to improve. Yes, indeed. So come check out our bonus characters. They're going to be over at patreon.com slash system mastery. And I got to tell you, I have a lot to say.
1: Yeah, there's a lot digging into the actual creation process and mm-hmm. picking stuff where you end up going like, huh, okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I've got a doozy. I can't wait. I I feel bad that it's stuck on the other side of the break, but you know what? i got to make my money, too. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you in a few more weeks with yet more content. Hopefully, we'll get to see each other in a few more weeks with more new content. Hey, hopefully. And until then, you all have a good one.